Hello and welcome to, once again to the 1950s Science Fiction Podcast. Today's episode will be a 50s creature feature, Creature with the Atom Brain. This movie is an old favorite of mine since childhood. I still have some memories of watching it, and watching it on afternoon TV and how I got scared during, a, during the murder scene. I hope that yeah, you've been enjoying the pod, my podcast, and it's and it's entertaining to you as well. I do strive to make my podcast informative and easy to understand. Also, now on to on to the to the review. Creature with the Autumn Brain is a 1955 science fiction slash horror movie released by Columbia Pictures. The motion picture starred Richard Denning and Dr. Chet Walker a police scientist expert in forensics. The screenplay, written by Kurt Sotomac, wrote the story Riders to the Stars, which I covered in a previous podcast. The movie advertises itself as being based on real science. Creature with the Atom Brain was independently made with a running, running time of 69 minutes using black and white film. A murder. The movie starts when a strange-looking man breaks into a home and kills his occupant. The victim is a well-known gangster with many rivals who, who would want to have him eliminated. When the police investigate the crime scene, they are perplexed by the evidence left behind. A set of metal bars are bent all outward and a window pane is smashed into pieces, suggesting that someone with incredible strength had broken in. However, it gets more interesting. Fingerprints at the scene show that a convicted felon was present, but he couldn't have been for the simple reason that he is deceased. If that wasn't mind-blowing enough, traces of atomic radiation is also found at the crime scene. Police call in Chet, Dr. Chet Walker to help them examine the homicide. Dr. Walker is an MD whose specialized his specialty is forensics. And after looking over the crime scene, he takes blood samples from the carpet. He notices something different about the blood stains and asks that the lights be dimmed. This shows both blood stains and even the fingerprints are glowing in the dark for some unknown reason. This is of course is not normal. Dr. Walker takes the samples to the lab and analyzes what he has collected. And concludes concludes that to be real active concludes that real activity is present. Dr. Walker informs the police that the so-called blood has enough radiation to kill a human being if exposed long enough. Later, Dr. Walker gives an impromptu press conference and says that the victim was killed by a creature with incredible strength, with atomic rays, and can't be killed by bullets. Who is behind the murders? Early in the movie, it is shown who is responsible for the first homicide and the subsequent ones that will follow. An American gangster who was exiled to Europe befriends a former Nazi scientist who escaped the Nuremberg trials. The gangster, Frank Buchanan, played by Michael Granger, wants revenge on the, on the fellow gang members who betrayed him. He learns that a former Nazi scientist, Dr. Wilhelm Steg, has created a process to reanimate corpses. The method involves artificial blood 
electrodes implanted in the brain and atomic power. They control the re reanimated corpses by radio control and they can see what the corpses sees and hears. Buchanan can speak into a microphone and transmit his voice through the corpse. They both reside in a mansion on the outskirts of town and use, high, use a high-tech lab in the basement to produce the creatures. The house itself is lined with lead to avoid detection from, radio, from the radioactivity from the basement lab. The next murder. Next person to fall victim to the creatures was a former district attorney who prosecuted Buchanan. He walks into, into his garage and sits in the driver's seat and is getting ready to leave for work. His trip is interrupted by a creature who walks, in, in, walks in, into the garage and tells him he's going nowhere. The creature says, remember me, I am Buchanan. At that point, he pulls off the steering wheel and then picks up the main, picks up the man like he's a rag doll and snaps his neck. The body is then tossed into the back seat of the car. Incidentally, the automobile was a convertible and the top was down at the time. There were many cars with convertibles tops in the movie, which helped make the murders convenient for the creatures. These types of autos were popular back in the 50s and were widely used in movie production. Meanwhile, back at police headquarters, while at police headquarters, Dr. Walker, who is now the lead investigator on the case, works closely with Captain Dave Harris. They're going over a recording made at the first crime scene and then are notified of a, of a second murder. They rush to the victim's home and find the MO is, is the same as before. Both Dr. Walker and Captain Harris believe that both murders were connected and Buchanan become suspect. Both victims knew him. Captain Harris tracks down the last known whereabouts of Buchanan. He was deported back to Italy and had been living in Rome. Harris contacts the police in Rome and is informed that he is that he had an abandoned he had abandoned the apartment that he was living in for at six months. He was also informed that some lab equipment was left behind and he associated himself with the German scientist Steg. Also, Harris is told that the fingerprints found at the scene were from a deceased male and his body, along with about eight others, were stolen from the morgue. A meeting at Police HQ Dr. Walker calls for a meeting at Police HQ where he discusses his theory on the creatures. He believes, he believes somehow the radioactivity in their systems cause, causes them to have incredible strength. How it is possible, he is uncertain about, and believes some un, undiscovered knowledge is at work. Due to, due to the immensity of the situation, he calls for, on the military to help the police in their search for the creatures. The military has the use of trucks, planes, and men, all equipped with Geiger counters. The plan is to have the military spread out through the city looking for signs of radiation, which might fend off another attack. Later that evening, during a nightly newscast, 
local media informed the public of Dr. Walker's theories about the two homicides and how the military is searching for the creatures. The Aker man is very skeptical about Dr. Walker's theories and dismisses them altogether. Meanwhile, both Buchanan and Steg are watching the newscast. At this point, they decide Dr. Walker must be eliminated. The creatures are on a rampage. During the meeting at Police HQ, it is determined that there are more intended, there are more intended victims by the creatures. The police narrow down three more persons and offer them police protection, but they refuse. In the meantime, Buchanan sends one of his creatures to the phone phone the police and demands they stop the search. He threatens to destroy the city by causing accidents and other destructions when the police when the, when the police do not comply, he unleashes a small army of creatures to wreak havoc on the townspeople. After a few days of terror, which includes train derailments, car crashes, and other mayhem, while one of the three victims was guarded by the police officer, a creature disguised as a police officer, or cop, goes to his house. Once there, the officer allows him go in thinking he was their leaf and kills both of them. After that, the remaining two decide to take refuge in the city jail. Captain Harris has a terrible fate. While Captain Harris is out conducting his investigation of the creature's threats, he is stopped by a military policeman. The MP asks for his ID and he obliges, but before he can react, Harris is attacked by the phony MP. Harris is then taken to Buchanan's lab and operated on. He now becomes a creature to do Buchanan's bidding. He decides to send him out to Walker's home to spy on his family. However, they have made one improvement. The creatures can now talk in their voices as opposed to the controller's voice. Once at Walker's home, he finds he is not there and sits and waits, for his and waits while his wife talks about her husband's findings. He then realizes that Walker is getting closer to him in his operation. Harris Creature abruptly leaves the room, leaving the, leaving the house and leaving his family unharmed. In the meantime, Dr. Walker is visiting a scientist at a university to make inquiries about Steg. He discovers that Steg was an expert in the field of amygdala stimulation of the brain. This is a process in which electrodes are attached to the brain so a subject can be controlled. This is, this is where the claim that the movie is based on real science comes from. Walker has shown a brief film presentation of, of experiments done on animals and is impressed. He asks the researchers if, they, if, if it has been done on humans and he says no. Walker even asks if it could even if even if it would work on humans, and the answer is still no. After the meeting, the university after meeting the university researcher, he heads back to town. Walker is marked for death. After Harris's creature leaves the Walker household, he goes to the city jail and walks into the room where the last two victims are being held. He kills both men and walks out of the jail and then gets into his car. Later, 
The bodies of the men are discovered by the officers on duty, and they notice that Captain Harris is acting strangely. After putting two and two together, they issue an APB on him. However, in the meantime, the creatures meets the creature meets up with Doctor Walker while riding in the car with him. He hears the APB. With shock and horror, Walker realizes that his friend has been turned into one of the creatures. Walker notices the car getting faster, but leaps out before it crashes. It was an attempt to kill him while Buchanan was still had control of the creature. Soon the police arrive at the scene and Walker orders them to take the body of his dead friend to the hospital. Once there, he can examine the body more closely. Steg goes for a drink. During this time, Steg decides to take a trip into town so he can get some pain meds. He hopes to do this quickly and get back to the hideout before Buchanan finds out. However, Steg orders a beer in a local tavern before going home and thinks it's safe to do so. He sits down and barely drinks the first sip of his first sip from the glass. He sees an army truck parked outside the door and a soldier with Geiger counter steps out. Steg hastily pays for the drink and leaves in fear of being caught. Steg even tells a bartender to keep the change. When the soldier walks in with his Geiger counter, readings are extremely high. He finds the beer glass to be extremely radioactive along with the money as well. The soldier asked who was sitting there and the bartender replied that he had never seen him before. He then confiscates both, confiscates both beer glass and the money and sends a report to the police before leaving. The police close on Buchanan. At the hospital, Dr. Walker examines Captain Harris's body more closely. He has x-rays done on his skull made and sees that the electro sees an electro cap placed inside his brain. All the, all the scientists who are astounded by this piece of technology before them. While Dr. Walker is in a conference with the hospital staff, Harris's body begins to stir and, and sits upright. It seems like Buchanan still has some control of the creature after the crash. The creature gets up off the bed and leaps out the room window. Dr. Walker suggests following the creature and allowing it to lead them to the secret lab. He orders the police to follow it and not to stop it for any reason. A showdown with the police. The police follow Harris's car very closely while avoiding detection. They pursue him to the secret lab and enter the house. By this time, the police and the military have the place surrounded. Buchanan and Steg see the gathering outside and are not going out without a fight. Buchanan orders the rest of his, of his creatures, creature army to go out and attack the group outside. When the creatures emerge, the army and the police try shooting and explosives to stop the creatures. The military is astounded by how indestructible the creatures are. While inside the home, 
Steg panics and tries to escape, but Buchanan knocks him unconscious to the floor. He continues to direct the creatures to fight the military. While that's going on, Walker manages to sneak into the home and makes his way to the lab. He sees Buchanan and gets into a fight with him, but is unable to stop him. Buchanan is very strong and overpowers Walker. However, just behind him is a creature, and it's Harris. Harris has seemed to have broken control and is now attacking Buchanan. It seems like there is some, there is some memory left in, in Harris, and he kills Buchanan by strangulation before he dies as well. Then Walker takes a metal rod and smashes the lab equipment, and a fire is started in the lab. The resulting action stops the creatures in their tracks. My thoughts on the movie. This is a good sci-fi horror movie overall. It has a very good plot, uses some real science in the story, and incorporates some film noir elements, elements as well. The movie is intended to be a study matinee movie for younger children. However, it can easily be enjoyed by an adult audience. Creature with the Atom Brain is fast-paced in its action and storytelling, but stays coherent throughout the movie. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I watched this movie when I was a small child. It both scared me and fascinated me. I will not see it again until I was an adult and enjoyed watching it just as it is. I liked, the real, I liked how the real science was used in the plot instead of Instead of, instead of some science technical babble that some filmmakers use. I think it, if, if, I think if it was removed, it would still, if it was, I'm sorry, if, I think if it was still remade, it would still hold up by today's standards. Some things would have to be changed for modern times. Instead of atomic power, a special drug would be used to reanimate the corpses. I do like how the movie first starts by creating a mystery for the police. Gets you hooked from the beginning and gets you to see how it all ends. I have, I had wondered how a sequel might play out if one of them had been written. I'm thinking a, I'm thinking a story would play out that the U.S. keeps the tech created by Steg secret and a Cold War espionage would ensue from the Soviet Union. If you're interested in watching this movie, you can find it on YouTube or Amazon Prime. There is a 60th anniversary DVD edition available at, at Amazon as well. I rewatched it on YouTube and found it, found it by the search bar. Well, that's, that's all for now. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast. It has rounded up to be a long show this time. I hope I can get a new episode back out on the feed soon. If you enjoy the podcast, please feel free to share on social media and make any comments that you wish wherever you listen to the podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at EdwardGerman3 as well. That's at E, capital E, D, W, A, R, D, capital G, E, R, M, A, N, 3. Just the E in Edward and the G is capitalized.
Be sure to check out my companion posts on Vocal Media along with my other articles. Podcast can now be on, the podcast can now be heard on, at, at WordPress at the 1950s Science Fiction Podcast. You can email me at utcgrade97 at gmail.com. That's utcgrad97 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for taking the time to listen. Wow.